0: The number one financial destination, Yahoo <laughs>
1: Uh hey oh, everyone. Sorry, I, I just gotta take my pants off for
2: oh, <laughs> it's gotta get loose. It's what the are hol- you looking it's, forward to? It's,
3: exactly, it's point. the holidays. Everyone's dressing down. Uh I'm Austin Walker joining me today for our final of these holiday podcasts <laughs> of Waypoint Radio. Obviously the noises of Rob Zachney. Oh. It's a quarter zip. I'll- it's the, a quarter zip. Okay. Yes. me. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, also, Danielle Riendo. <laughs>
2: Hi. No quarter zips here, only full zips for me.
3: Okay. It's not Patrick, any
2: better. I don't Patrick Klepik. I got no zips.
3: You got no zip from Patrick. I, I'll, I'll do a nice half. I'll, I'll be a centrist. Half zip. Oh, mm. the centrist. The half zip. Okay. Uh, you know. Patrick's
1: like, I got no zips covered in straps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know
0: me, Tetsuya Nomura, super fan over here. Give me some straps and belts.
3: Oh, God. Well, uh, uh, for our last episode of, of this Waypoint Radio, you know, we wanted to do the, the trend piece that ran on the site today was a piece about um, uh, remakes, game remakes that were kind of a big deal this year. A lot of. Lot of Walking the, the, the Earth. The, the Titans are back. Crash oh. Bandicoot was back this year. Um, uh, and, Couldn't and, you know, talk we about them
2: last year, but this year. Oh, my boy.
3: God. We, we should. One day – you know, I guess we mm, – hmm. <laughs> One day I will tell the story about why 2016's uh, Waypoint end-of-year content had no Crash Bandicoot in it, but not this year. Uh, maybe next for next year that will be a gift, a holiday gift Man's for you.
0: aliens, and Crash Bandicoot conspiracy oh theories. Shit, man. So and today a... what
3: we wanted to do is instead of looking backwards, instead of thinking about what, what happened this year, instead of thinking about what, what Titans of the Old returned – we wanted to leave on, on this note of twenty eighteen is coming and, and I think it's fair to say that twenty seventeen was a shitty year but had really incredible games. I think there's lots of questions about what twenty eighteen might bring. We are recording this on the eighteenth of December. Uh I'm putting that out there because we have no idea what's gonna happen by the end of this week. There are conspiracies about or there are there are rumorings, there are murmurings about Robert Mueller being being fired. Owls. There are there, there are alien alloys Owls. uh Fantastic article over over <laughs> on the concourse, uh, the the kind of for, the Gizmodo Media Group or whatever it's called now. The the concourse. slash someone hyphen explain hyphen to hyphen me hyphen the hyphen alien alloys before I fucking explode. Someone explain to me these alien alloys before I fucking explode is a great article about alien alloys that were found recently that no one is talking about. They're we real. don't know what the future is coming. They're that is, real. we don't know what's happening between now and the time. You hear this? Maybe you're listening to this thirty years from now on a on a uh, a decrepit iPod that you found in the Zoom. the a Zoom that you found and download. <gasps> the thing about that, though, Patrick, is someone would have had to have downloaded this onto their Zoom already. Hell,
0: someone do that. Someone take a photo of you listening to this one. on a Zoom. Do it for and me. Then
3: deposit that in some sort of uh, lockbox <laughs> that that. Eli from the Book of Eli, or whatever that character's name is, uh, could find and listen to us. So who knows what the future holds? But for now, what we're going to talk about is the future of video games in 2018 and some games we might be looking forward to. I asked everyone here to, to arrive with one game that they're looking forward to in, in 2018. Who who wants to, to kick this off for us? Who is feeling the strongest about their 2018 game they're looking forward to? I'm
2: feeling strong.
3: What are you feeling? About? I'm feeling, what you feeling real about?
2: strong. I'm feeling like... I've got telekinetic powers and levitation and uh, pyrokinetic powers. And that's you all giving this me this strength. can't
0: praise your 2018
2: no, game. no, no, no. No, see? This is another game that has all those powers in it. It's going to have all those powers. OK, it's Psychonauts 2. I'm really excited oh, for Psychonauts 2. Sure. Uh, the sequel to my favorite game ever. Like my easy answer, you know. I have more. I have a more complicated answer. But if anybody asks me, like they always ask you if you're like traveling internationally, what the hell you do for work, and then they ask you what your favorite game is. Happens yeah, of all course. the time. Classic. Happens all the time. and I'm like psych Classic
0: security line question. <laughs> they, I what's your, got what's asked your mother's it, like, maiden like name, times. and <laughs> what's your favorite video game? <laughs>
2: Well, they ask so what... what you do for work, and I'm like, I read yeah. about games, and they're like, what's your favorite game? So it's, you know, whatever. Uh, so, Psychonauts so... is my favorite game of all time, easily. It is a, I think, really great platformer that has a lot of good adventure game stuff. I know it's it's almost become a refrain for me, the, that adventure game DNA in a good platformer, because we've seen it this year, actually, which is mm-hmm. pretty rare. Uh, I mean, this was kind of the first game to do that super, super well. The Banjo series did this as well, but this was kind of the first one that... Just took that to the to the next level. It wasn't like ninety percent platformer with ten percent adventure. It had a lot more adventure stuff in it, and it had mm. just really creative world design, really, really, really interesting, weird levels, and it had the kind of jank that I find charming and not uh, annoying. Basically, right? <laughs> I mean, right. At the meat circus, you know, can still go to hell, but whatever. I go <laughs> through it. Uh, so, Seven Dots Two is is supposedly coming out next year. That is uh, the, the plan, anyway. And I've been uh, sort of uh, very Eagerly watching and anticipating uh, the game. I'm trying not to watch too too much stuff, but I do watch the uh, the little documentaries they put out every now and then. Uh, and I'm not actually a backer. I've never actually backed a game in my life. Ooh. Uh, that's a thing that I've never done because I don't I don't know. I've just. And if Psychonauts two map.
3: can't get you there, then I don't think I don't
2: think anything uh, ever will. Anything uh, will. Yeah. <laughs> which is okay. I, I I'm more interested in in the end product uh, necessarily. So what I'm, I'm excited about. I'm curious about... about
0: that game. I'm curious about that game.
2: All right, yeah. I, I was going to say what I'm excited about is what Psychonauts 1 did so well. I'm, I'm excited to see that sort of in this generation. I'm excited to see that with, uh, you know, the promise of maybe some smoother gameplay stuff. They, they're finally using Unreal for this. Uh, I've seen a lot about the animation and sort of the mechanical general design of the move set of, of Raz, your sort of player character. That makes me mm-hmm. confident that some of those rough edges might be a little bit smoother in terms of, of the, the pure gameplay itself. Uh, but what I'm really excited about, again, is world design. I'm really excited to see, uh, if you're unfamiliar with this premise, I guess I should very briefly say <laughs> that in Psychonauts, you are a psychic summer camp kid, and uh, you go into different people's brains, and everybody's brain is sort of a world, like a 3D you know world, like a level. And uh, there are various conflicts. There's things like emotional baggage they have to run around and find, stuff like that. Just very, very clever, very, very fun, uh, funny in a lot of ways. And I'm excited to see that done. In, in a sort of modern engine with sort of modern sensibilities and even more of that good stuff that I like.
3: Does it pick up, is it tied to the same it is. Like, it's a camp direct... situation or is it? Is it, are they not in camp anymore? So
2: in terms, I think they may have like graduated from camp because there was a <sighs> VR game that came out this year in like February that is also a direct sequel to Psychonauts. It was Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin, I think. Need to play it, and it's like the one VR thing I actually want to play <laughs> in my life. Uh, you know, apologies to every other VR game, um, and that was the direct sequel that happened right after the sort of cliffhanger ending gotcha. to Psychonauts One, and then this is a direct sequel to that, so it is all in the uh, in the canon, in the Psychonauts canon, oh, so to God. speak. <laughs> Doesn't the are you, the, VR, does
0: the VR game take place like in between the two of them? Like, it does, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all
2: a direct lineage. So it's all, uh, you know, it's all part of the story, folks. It's all part of the story.
3: So. How do you feel about this? I guess like after this year of, or I guess my actual question is, are you nervous at all about this sure. coming off of a year where we had we had Mario Odyssey, which I know you were a big fan of, yes, but we also had Ukulele, um, <sighs> which felt like it should have it was another crowdfunded game that that should have stuck the landing on exactly the genre you love and then kind of didn't
2: it should have understood level design if nothing else but it didn't and that's very sad yeah I'm, I'm a little nervous I'm more nervous uh than anything and, I, and I'm like generally a, a pretty big fan of most uh double fine games even if they don't stick the landing I like a lot of what they're doing I, I kind of <clears throat> love their aesthetic I like the goofy cute thing quite a bit and I like that they make a lot of sort of little genre mishmashy games. Um, I'm more afraid that it's just not going to hold a candle at all to the first game. Right. Uh, and and of course, you know, that was a beloved game. It's, God, what, 13 years old now? Something like that? I think it was 2005. Yeah. So 12, it'll be 13 years in between them. I'm more afraid of that. I'm more afraid of like, oh, you know, it's it's fine, but it, uh, you know, that original Psychonauts sure was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big fear for me.
3: Awesome. Um, I, I, I mean am not awesome that you have that fear, but also awesome. <laughs> that's a game that like I had forgotten was actually coming out. It's, it's, I think it's on that list of games where for so long we've all heard like, or we've all thought like, Oh, it'd be cool if there was a second not sequel that it, though. Yeah, they're doing it. They're actually doing that thing and, and we'll see how it shakes out. It looks cool. I'm excited.
0: Planning for your next trip.
3: Awesome, uh, Patrick or Rob? Do, do you all have games that you are excited about seeing in twenty eighteen?
0: What's your definition of excited? Oh, because oh, fuck you! Oh. your answers? Uh-oh. I'm so mad. Oh. You were s- you I, when we in our <laughs> in our planning <laughs> document, we were figuring out like our topics and stuff like that. You had like yeah, hey people, uh-huh. like people by the end of the day, can you fill out like like uh-huh. what the trend you want to write about? And uh, what games right, this was going to be an article originally. To...
3: This conversation was originally going to be an article from each of us. So we decided to do a podcast instead. So I know what your answer is.
0: last year we did write articles, and I wrote uh, about Resident Evil Seven, which paid that off. Turned that turned out was good. good. Yeah, good bet. Um, and then this <laughs> year, <laughs> like you put a, uh, in the Google Doc, you put a comment, which I think may have just been something like "fuck off," um, yeah. because the the game that I am most excited about is uh, D- Detroit. Beyond Human? Become Human? I don't even know the subtitle to this game. But, so here's the thing. David Cage games, more than anything else, provoke a reaction. Like, people got some motherfucking opinions about David Cage games. And I have found that I have had some of the most interesting arguments about video games debating the games that he makes and his last one didn't produce this as much like beyond two souls because like so much of like the second half of yeah. that game was just like complete dog shit like didn't <laughs> did but it, it had some sequences that that did but any anyway, it this game has like it's a perfect fucking storm of things yeah. like yep. like that scene from what was it gamescom or whatever it was where it's like oh the, f- mother or the paris thing like the, the paris game, thing this yeah. game's got Child abuse. And, like, I'm not saying oh, that because I'm excited about child abuse. I'm yeah. saying that because, like, that – if it's got that, He's, think about what's checks. in there that they're yeah. not showing in the goddamn trailers. And yeah. so uh I've always said uh that, like, I like it when games go for it. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be good. There's, like, a great uh, above-average chance that it's actually going <laughs> to be bad. But uh. the games go for it in a way that – like, part of what – uh I enjoy about the arguments uh, that I've had about his games over the years are that they often like end up like laying bare like more fundamental thoughts you have about video games because of like the specific things that he he tries and does and and often fails at and then you get like these weird you know larger arguments of, like well like the it's important that someone attempts to do it even if they fail um, but he just kind of keeps failing upward and like this really interesting way but then he has like moments like in beyond two souls like the birthday party sequence and you're like fuck like if you just did this more often like you actually maybe you aren't terrible like maybe actually you have like (laughs) so like some really smart ideas going on in there and so i i feel like beyond two souls was a blip in that it was like mostly bad and we didn't have that conversation like but i feel like we're looking at a we're looking like at a heavy rain we're looking at an indigo prophecy like Detroit, become human. Like, prepare. <sighs> prepare the I want, takes. Okay. I, want, I, I just the want takes. the record.
3: Before we continue, I just want the record to show that at, in this document, what you wrote was that you were looking forward to Detroit become human. Wah, ha, 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 ha. And what I commented was, you're a criminal. And what, then you said that was a hot take about future hot takes. So, <laughs> oh.
0: God damn it. Tell Bob, me I'm wrong. You, Spot the lie.
1: So, <laughs> I actually, when I was looking at games that are coming out in 2018, or probably coming out in 2018, Detroit Become Human was one of the ones I sort of starred because, like, I have a very morbid curiosity. Exactly. Tell how me, this is... Is, is there anyone in this podcast that is not going to play that
2: <laughs> game? I'm, I'm
3: curious. Day I'm one curious. perch, baby. <laughs> I'm so
1: mad. But but at the same time, though, I think what does make me feel a little weird about this one is that it's going to be like the AAA interactive movie version of a John Blow Twitter storm. (laughs) Um, It's going to be like, there are issues in the world, and I haven't thought much about them. I certainly haven't read about them or researched them. But fuck it. I thought about it for a few minutes, and I got something to say. Now here it is. And it's going to be that for like, 8 to 12 hours while you go through an interactive movie about a civil rights revolution (laughs) that is highly resonant of, like, real-world social justice issues, but it's all going to be done in this really, like... In in the in the unique tone deafness that yeah. is often attended David Cage's work, it's yeah. going to be like that, but it's not going to be about a pot boiler anymore. It's not right. going to be like, oh no, your son is lost in the heavy rain, <laughs> whereas <laughs> he's in the he's in a tank slowly being filled I, with the heavy rain. It's it's Ron, going I to be
3: wrong because I, I absolutely think you're we're going to hear someone say like, I think it's <laughs> it's true. You finally become human. Like we are oh. absolutely going to get that moment. Cut to credits. Cut to credits. <laughs> I guess Detroit has really become human.
0: Is Detroit
2: somebody's Wait, name? Wait, is the
0: is the city coming alive? Is the city I'm saying, city well, what, happens AI?
3: Get of, what happens when you get rid of all the androids? No more androids. It's a cities human become city. human. It's a human city. Oh or my the God. or 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 we do lean all the way into Indigo Prophecy, like mystic. Techno- technological crossover, and all of the androids lose their like final shot is all of the the little lights on the sides of the android temples all go away, and you can't differentiate between who's a human and who's the android no, anymore. No, Roll credit, Austin, they've become human. Uh huh.
2: Austin, it's uh-huh, Motown because it. it's uh-huh. Motor Town
1: because uh-huh. the
2: androids they run on motors.
1: They run on motors. I get it. They turn into cars.
2: They are it's transformers. Antenna. This is the uh-huh. new Transformers franchise. I,
3: I would say I would say yes to this. I would say if one of them turns into like a tape cassette player, that okay. <laughs> all right, Jesse Williams turns out to be Soundwave. Cool, why not?
1: <laughs> but like, I think the part of this I'm not looking forward to though is legitimately all the work people are going to have to do trying to set straight why the ways this thing approaches issues like civil rights. And exploitation, abuse of minorities, Mm -hmm. is problematic, too terrible. And it's look because I don't expect there's going to be a lot of people who are like, ah, yes, here comes, (laughs) here comes David Cage. He's going to set us straight in the year 2018. He's going to deliver us from this era.
3: One of the things that Cage told me when I talked to him at E3 was that yes, race and gender and class are all they're not being stood in for by androids here. Those are all things in this game. And I don't believe him when um, <laughs> he says that. Or, like, I believe that those it's things like, are Yeah, it's just,
0: like, it's, it's going to be too tempting for you to do th- Or, like, he, I, I, mean, I but couldn't also, believe But also, that. this is, like, this is a lot of David Cage's, like, storytelling is, like, he may think that's what he's doing, but that's not what he right. did. And right. and what's I think most curious uh, about this game is that, And I say this, obviously, as someone that, like, has found, like, various things in some of these games to find interesting enough to, like, get worked up about and to want to talk about. But this is the first time, like, he's been making these games long enough in a style that is consistent across a number of games that people have gotten on to his bullshit, both in, like, good ways and bad ways. But, like, what is his specific bullshit? And this is the first time he's been challenged about that bullshit ahead of the game coming out, right? Because Heavy Rain, like, skated on by because, like, its approach to design was, like, fascinating in a vacuum. And so that was all the conversation. was not about what was happening in the game. It was about how the game, you were interfacing with it. And that continued over into Beyond Two Souls to a certain extent, because people were, were, like, willing, a lot of people, including myself, were like, all right, give it another shot. Like, see what you do with it a second time. And then we're also distracted because ah, you, you got like a prominent actress to come in and mm-hmm. like be the face of it. And um, whereas this third time, like, I think in a lot of interviews, you see people like pushing back, like, in the way that you the, as much as you kind of can without knowing too much about a game other than the trailers. But it's tipped enough of the hand that this, in some ways, is like, I'm curious to see what the game says or doesn't say because it's been in development long enough that. will the game include a reaction to some of those things? That reaction may be ham-fisted and bad, but also, like, a lot of this game, like, mm, like, was this game, like, starting full production during, like, Black Lives Matter, and then, like, this is a game that, like, comes out, like, three years later, in which, like, here's what I had to say back during Ferguson, and now it's out in a game, uh, in, you know, uh, 2018, because it Got pushed out of 2017.
3: Well, like one of those things is like the remember Jesse Williams's BET awards speech in 2016. Uh, that happened after they'd already recorded all of Jesse Williams's content for that game. So like, do you want to remind he,
0: people what that is?
3: Yeah. So there was a there was a, a speech that Jesse Williams gave at the BET awards. Uh, he was awarded like a humanitarian award, basically, um, and and he gave like a a big speech about like the kind of responsibility that, that he had uh, regarding his platform and also the sort of like the debt that America owed to black folks uh, and, and the sort of like recent deaths of of people like Tamir Rice. Um, And it was kind of just this like incredible piece of, of uh, oratory that, that felt like it wrapped up a lot of feelings in 2016 you know before the the election the feeling that the black lives uh, matter movement had been sort of uh kind of pushed to the side um, and that again and again and again we were seeing these these uh, you know white police officers and and you know people who who killed young black kids uh, get off again and again and again it was a great speech but like that's not why he's in this game (laughs) Um, he's in this game because he's a good actor and and david cage and the casting crew you know uh, whoever was the casting agent for this game liked williams's work but like it's interesting to see that there are these things that have this extra layer of meaning for us as players of the game that were not we know for a fact we' not part of the development process because they happened after the development process was undergoing uh and in some cases was already done so yeah i'm it's it's it is funny it is rare, but a thing about games is they take a long time to make <laughs> um we could shoot a movie, we could shoot the Detroit become movie. <laughs> Detroit Become Detroit Human. Become that's movie. the name of the movie. Detroit Become Human movie, like before. That's, that's gonna be the
1: David Cage biopic.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but we could shoot that before movie. before this game comes out, right? Uh, and and have it out. You know, uh, I guess that game doesn't even have a real release date yet, right? It's just 2018. Uh, Quarter one. I can't remember Q1. if I got one in. Um... Wikipedia is saying Q1, Q2. So let's say Q2. <laughs>
2: 2018, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. In 2018, you'll either have a good uh, social justice revolution, or you'll set a gazebo on fire uh-huh. and plunge the country into violence. That's
3: that's when you know you'll, you've done bad. All right. <laughs>
1: yeah, we Rob. gotta stop.
0: We gotta stop talking about this game. <laughs> no, know.
1: See, what's prove my point. Prove my point. God damn it! it, it, it oh boy. Um, Motown. Okay, yeah, I'm man. I'm I'm really torn between two. Okay. Um, but I. Th- I think you might. I think we might share one, Austin. Okay. So I'm going to go with the one that I know will probably, I'll be alone on, uh-huh. and I'm just going to put my faith in you. We'll put my the, faith in you. Fuck.
3: I also have two, and one of them
1: I, I could share either hey, one I of I had with two, you. and
2: I picked one. So shit or get exactly. off the pot, you guys.
3: Wow. Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. So anyway.
3: Uh, Pick the one that's true for you, Rob.
1: <laughs> okay, Metro Exodus.
3: Good game. Not was not yeah. mine because I'd forgotten okay. about it, and that's a shame. So talk to me about Metro Exodus. Uh,
1: yeah. So Metro Exodus is going to be the latest entry in the Metro series, which is uh, sort of a survival horror uh, stalker descendant uh, that is sort of set in the re- like remains of uh, human society in the old uh, like Moscow underground. Uh, in the old subway following a nuclear war. And the previous two games have all been incredibly claustrophobic and uh, have done a great job of creating the sense of there being this entire world and society uh, living in train tunnels underground uh, ever since like the bombs fell. And also then sort of introducing this idea of like moral complexity uh, in terms of Who has a right to exist to an extent? Like one of the overarching uh, fears in the Metro series is that there's a new uh, like humanoid species on Earth, uh, Homo Novus, who are who are like descended from humans, but like radiation did so much to them, they sort of became uh, kind of like an almost like superpowered offshoot of uh, of humanity, and a lot of the first game is sort of about trying to deal with this looming threat and maybe trying to exterminate them. Uh, The second game is sort of following up on that with the assumption that humanity did basically try to exterminate them. Uh, And now this third game sort of takes place much farther down the road. I don't know how that... uh, I don't know like where it's going to take that plot, but the other thing they're introducing is uh, the surface, which has uh, always been really atmospheric, intense, and completely inhospitable in previous games, you, you'd go up there briefly and basically run from one subway station to the next uh, and, you know, basically trying to, to uh, you know, grab a grab a tough connection. Uh, in, in the Metro series, now the world is going to be much more open. And right. the, the jump I'm feeling is, like, this is going to be, to the previous game, Metro Last Light, what The Witcher 3 was to Witcher 2. That's and a big... I'm that's
3: big like ambition to have and I, I i haven't seen them say it in that way but what i have seen them say is like they are instead of being kind of very linear games that take place in the the tunnels underneath in kind of the, the metro tunnels uh there are a, there's a little bit more of a sandbox feeling like there's are still linear story there's still like you're going from place to place but those places are big sandbox survival areas um and that Extremely appeals to me. Uh,
0: it's it's they couldn't make if they're gonna make another Metro, they had to like fundamentally shift yeah. the formula and yeah. the calculation of it because uh, as much as I have liked those games, like they couldn't just make another one that was you exploring like no. the down like the the underground. Like I know that the last one like got you above ground a little more often, um, but this was when when they announced this and then revealed that it was going to be like a much a bigger world that you're exploring and a lot of it or you know most of it will be above ground and then you'll just be going underground for specific sequences like it's like that's it that's like you know there's no guarantee it's going to be like a great game but it was like the path to go if you were going to make another one of these and i think it has the like the world itself like the has the potential to be filled with the rich kind of stories that you know the the you know that made the the witcher 3 such a delight like there's just it's in, in some ways, the, the Metro world is defined, and, and a whole lot of other ways, like, it's not defined at all. Like, it doesn't have particularly rigid rules, and so there's, there's just a ton of directions they could go in when it comes to, like, the side quests and, like, in a lot, like, I really don't care for the main storyline in the Metro games at all. It's, like, goofy and convoluted in a way that, like, j- just I had, hmm. wasn't really following uh, or cared about as much anymore, but I always loved... You know, my favorite parts in that game were, you know, almost in between the shooting segments when you were just, like, exploring little spaces and talking to people and seeing what um, their troubles were. Like, They're more minor troubles. There were consequences of, like, all the, sh- the weird shit that's going on um, in that universe. Um, and so the-, the opportunity to have a lot more of that stuff and, like, explore. I just want to see more of civilization. Like, that's what at right, the, end of- right. the end of the end of last game I was like, I need. I want to see more of this world. I don't want to see more of, like, the, you know, the Moscow railroads. Like, I need well, to. Well, that's.
1: And that's something they, they've always really frustrated is they've implied there's, like, hubs of civilization that are kind of, uh, you know, really rich and dense. But the, the, the series has never really let you spend time there. Like, the entire first game, you're trying to get to... Um, oh, God, I forget what their sort of promised land is, but it's like the central terminal, uh, basically. It's uh, where civilization is still, is still basically holding on in this massive, uh, you know, junction... Of, of different uh, Metro lines. And you basically see it in the cutscene, but you don't, don't never get to spend any time there. And then the right. rest of the Metro games has always been like, well, you got your five minutes of plot in a place that implies like humanity and settlement and now back into these uh, like linear tunnels and uh, service hatches and such. Um, and I'm hoping that Exodus addresses that and gives you the sense of... And this is this is kind of where the Witcher comparison, I think, came in for me. The previous Witcher games, uh, particularly two, were like, okay, you're in a chapter, and within this chapter you move around, and then you resolve all the things there, and then you move on to the next. And it's it's sort of linear in that way. Metro is even a lot more confined uh, than, than your typical RPG. I'm hoping that this is going to just, yeah, open up that... Both open up these sort of, um, like, paths you can take, through through the world, but then also give me some interaction with the with that story with that world, uh, rather than just making me a completely passive spectator uh, to you know different to different scenes basically.
3: Right, right. Uh, can I say one thing about that game, which is in the trailer in the first E3 trailer, the guy pulls out a physical map and has a map oh, and it's yeah, a real right. map <laughs> and it's a great it's a great 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 moment and uh, that's kind of. That's all. That's all. That was a cool moment. I'm excited to play this game. That's fall, Good right? That's uh, like yes. Autumn. That's what the... the
0: yeah, they, they, the last thing they said was fall. Uh, Which was fingers that, crossed. At, at the,
3: the Paris Games Week. There. Or it was yeah. Game Awards. That was Game Awards. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, totally. I uh, <laughs> I have I have to make a decision here. Uh, right, Rob, was that, was that the game that you thought we were linked on? Or no. no? Really? Okay. If
2: I had I thought, thought there
3: was... If I had thought better, that would have been one that we w- should have been linked on. I have to make a decision, and it's a real hard one.
2: I believe in you. You can, you can do it.
1: Oh, man. See, I was thinking in Roboty directions.
3: Oh, my, uh, neither of my. Well, no. Neither of mine are Roboty. I feel like oh, I'm missing a Roboty shit. game. I know. Uh, I have to make a decision between anime and systems. And I think I'm going to go systems and repeat my <laughs> answer from last year and choose State of Decay 2. Okay. Which was supposed to come out last year, <laughs> which is why I wrote about it for Waypoint last year. State of Decay Two. Uh, if you look up our end of year stuff last year, I wrote, uh, "Can State of Decay Two? Can State of Decay Two elevate the original?" And that was my big question coming into 2017 when it was supposed to uh, release. Um, Maybe that's re- why it
1: was delayed. Because because they they like oh, shit, shit, we gotta <laughs> elevate the
0: original. <laughs>
3: uh, we've listened. We've listened loud and clear. We've heard you loud and clear. <laughs> You don't think that our new product elevates the original well we're committed to changing that um and what I wrote then was based on a very small peak of the game uh, you know the tagline was "Nobody survives alone and a a you know an early uh, trailer for it seemed to communicate what I really loved about the first one to some degree, which was like a mix of open-world nonsense action, like driving cars through zombies and wielding sledgehammers and and all that, that fun stuff, uh, but also definitely spent the time that I wanted to see on, like, building a base and the sort of calmer moments of that series, which really set it apart for me from other zombie fiction things. Like, I'm not a big zombie fiction person in, at this point in my life. I had my my period of reading all of the Walking Dead comics that were out at the time, You know, I had my period of playing Left 4 Dead with all of my friends. Like, I've gone through that stuff. Uh, But right now, like, I'm not... I'm, like, on a real low... I'm a low lull for for zombie stuff. And yet, what I saw of State of Decay 2 at E3... Made me really excited, not just because I thought it was going to hit all the same notes uh, of the first game, which is one of my favorite games probably of the last decade, but also introduced some really cool new elements uh, that will help the the game's more systems driven, procedural storytelling uh, style uh, of of content, like the the stuff around individual character traits, characters who snore being you know lowering the overall uh, happiness of your of your camp um you know characters who who have a sort of running history of events where they know what has happened in the last, you know, over the last two or three uh, missions you've sent them out on. Relationships between your camp and other factions, which was something totally absent from the original game, but is so key to so much fiction in the genre where it's about who you're willing to work with and and who you, uh, you know, where you kind of let those gray areas uh, slide because you know that at the end of the day, at least they're not zombies. And, like, I want to dig into that stuff, and and what I really wanted from favorite K2 is to is to lean into that stuff via procedural uh, systems driven storytelling because I'm not you know throwing shade at the writers of those games but like the writing in that in in that first game was Pretty good. It was fine, but what was really great was the stories that that I made by playing it, and the characters who I recognized from earlier in the game, and how they changed over the course of of play, or how I lost them, or how I almost lost them, or you know the encounters that they survived, the the sort of who who they helped save and bring into the fold, and it seems like that they are really, really, really doubling up on that, and on top of that, are bringing you know four player co op to it, um, including. A version of it that, like, hits, that scratches a lot of the itches that uh, I I love about some Dark Souls stuff. Um, there hmm. are going to be, there's going to be a thing you can kind of check that says, like, oh, I'm going to be someone who helps people. And so you'll get an update when someone shoots a flare into the sky and you can go join them wherever they are to save them. Uh, or, or maybe not save them. We'll see. Uh, and, and as always, you will you can lose whoever you're playing as because you're not playing as a character in Save Decay. You're playing as one of these proc gen characters who, you know, the the high school football uh, quarterback who has turned into a used car salesman, or the the nurse who you know has a uh, who loves to play chess and that means that she has like a bonus to certain you know strategy or tactical things, or the the you know the, the Olympic sprinter who you know broke her ankle and or 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 who you know d- developed uh you know an addiction or something right like all of these characters are are built from these archetypical components and so it makes each of them feel so um, not real necessarily but so potent so so filled with potential meaning and and i just love games that do that and it's rare that those the games that do that the most for me in my life are games like crusader kings 2 like star traders frontiers which we talked about you know, behind the curtain. Today, when we recorded the other podcast, we did, um, and it's cool to see that stuff every time it, it leaks into uh, an action-focused, larger budget, you know, 3D game, and and not just in these very stat-driven, table-driven, <clears throat> menu-driven games that I also love. Save Decay K two. Let me let me kill some zombies <laughs> and build a cool base. That's all I'm saying.
0: At least that game's finally going to come out. Summer that games are coming out. I said, summer. I did it say, a,
2: Do a we date, get a date on
3: that?
0: we don't have a date yet
1: we don't have a date mm-hmm. yet just can't have austin i swear to god what if it ha- what if we ha- what if it
3: happens again
1: and you're like 2019 Man.
3: what if it happens could you they're imagine? really elevating they're really <laughs> elevating <laughs> that game systems that would be something incredible my guess is we will, my guess we will is get it's, a it's date spring my guess it's is spring. spring yeah it'll be it'll be after april like you know it'll be it'll be q1 it'll be fiscal q1 2018 <laughs> is my guess uh, so the after tax season
1: um, but I think if if uh, you know we want to be safe um, you know and make sure that the game comes out in 2018 uh, that Austin picked um, I think Battletech is a great battletech uh, is also uh, great placeholder
3: <laughs> that would have been a good one for me to pick so would have Mech is that Warrior the strategy versus... is
0: that the strategy one? that's
3: the strategy one there is also okay. this is the thing It's like I'm 2018 is poised to be a good year for games for me you know what I mean <laughs> Uh, not necessarily give me, that new,
0: give me that from software game. You you're coming out next year.
3: That's yeah, I would have doubts about about that has do, do you think do you really think
0: oh, what do, else do. With, I I do. have they They're, been doing? From software is fucking brutally efficient. Yeah. Like they don't they, yeah, they don't fair. their games don't tend to get delayed, they tend to get that shit out. I would have put Spelunky two as my game if that game had a date, but that, that game not, does not does not even have a year. Um. Danya,
3: what was your? What was the one that you were like you didn't want to say what it was? But oh yeah, well you...
2: no, I don't mind saying it what it was. I was just I was doing a little goof about being. you know. No, I got you. What was? So right. what were the? What was the vampire. other one? I'm really interested in vampire. I'm... uh
0: no, Sam, I'm with you. I am yeah. tremendously excited about that. Game. I'm very curious about
3: Super it. Super
2: curious I... about it. It's don't nod who uh I know, you know I love did Don't remember not. me I... and then did uh huh? of course the original life is strange uh-huh. they've done mm. interesting things they've done interesting things with genre i am uh-huh. super down for like a world war 1 era vampire rpg like that sounds I pretty cool i hope it's
3: good what i saw from it last year was like not quite there but you know that was that was 2016 so i oh, really fuck, hope they bring the, it together
1: this is the first i totally missed this yeah. Holy shit. It a was Spanish cool. influenza vampire. Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck like, off.
3: Who do you eat? Or not eat, but who, oh do, you, my who do you kill? God. Who do you who do you drink the blood of to kill? And like it's a small community and it tracks all the characters. It seems like it has a lot of potential. I hope it's good. Um the other one, Rod, that I thought I thought maybe you thought I was gonna go for was Valkyria Chronicles four, which yeah. I'm very excited about. But but there's just not enough there for me yet to be like, this is the one outside of I really love that first Valkyria Chronicles Literally, game. their
1: only trailer was like, okay, so um have <laughs> heard <Yeah. referred> you. <laughs> uh, we we are making a real Valkyria. And believe us this time, yeah. this is a real Valkyria game. Because the last one was not. Yeah. It was a
3: bad JRPG, like an action RPG that was just, woof, real bad. <laughs> so I hope it's good. That's coming out next year, too. Um Patrick any other last last stitch things you're looking forward to before we wrap? Oh,
0: I was trying to look at games coming out in 2018. I was trying to like go through that list to see if there's anything like
3: Uh there's so much like UFO whatever the other uh Derek Hugh UFO joint,
0: 50 UFO
3: 50 not just Derek Hugh it's a group of developers. Uh super excited about that. Um and there's lots of stuff that I'm curious about. of like, 3,
0: is that going to come out next year? If that comes wait, out next year.
3: Is what going to come out next year? Bayonetta. Oh, 3. Oh, Bayonetta 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be next year. Um, um, like, but Shenmue here's t-
2: 3, that's another 3.
0: That's not coming out next year. There's uh, no way. Uh, no, yeah, that is that is maybe spring <laughs> 2019. <laughs> They're
1: hand-animating expressions <laughs> on their characters uh, as we speak.
0: Um, a, way, a Way Out, I'm still super excited about that game. Yep. Uh,
3: uh, I'm I, in, in kind of the take category, Patrick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, Far Cry, uh-huh. Far Cry Five comes out. In oh, opinion. I've
0: I, I, I'm with you, but everything I've heard about yeah, that game, yep. uh makes me, me think that uh, not that it won't be good, uh, it could very well be good, but I, I, yep, the game may not be as bold as some of us were hoping. No,
3: I, I, I have in fact heard specifically rumors that it was going to be very bold, and people made choices mm-hmm. on staffing that would oh. keep that from being the case. Is what I've heard. Uh, so uh, I'm mean, going to get rumors, rumors, or rumors, but like, I heard, uh, the shit I heard, heard was very funny. wonder where that came from, okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: Last of Us uh, 2? Anybody? Last of Us 2? I don't think that comes out next okay.
1: year. I'm gripping, I'm gripping my armrests on Last of Us 2. Okay. That's uh, I fair. I feel like there's so many ways for that, like, what they've shown is not, no, makes me not, think maybe they didn't get it.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um... Anthem is scheduled for Q4 20.
1: <laughs> bullshit, bullshit. That
0: comes out. There's no next way. Year. There's
3: no way. If it does, uh, could you? Yeah, man, that would be dope. That's but definitely. I, that, that is it's like just a slot
1: machine a, with different battle suits on the. It's only on a loot spinners. box.
2: <laughs> All it is is a loot box. That's it. That's, uh, the that's like the,
0: that's like the perfect candidate for a game that is uh-huh. uh, gets delayed uh, next. There's a trailer at E3. We find out it's been delayed till like early 2019, 19. and then it then it then it suddenly like mid-March, and then yep. it's like a 50-50 chance if it makes it before the end of <laughs> EA's fiscal year, which yep. will be a push for in the same way there was for Andromeda, but that could easily still slip to... because uh, that game's going to be even more important now that Mass uh, Effect the was most such an important, important thing they have. Yeah, so totally. like, that's the kind of game that they will delay till they feel they've got it right, because Star yep. Wars you know, it was a shit show. I mean, it'll probably still make money, but it's it certainly doesn't seem to be the, the big thing that no. they want it to be, and Mass Effect will come back. They will make another Mass Effect game, yeah, oh, but yeah. that, that game's probably, years. right, like, yeah, three, four years from now.
3: Um, we skipped a huge one that none of us chose, and I think mm. it's surprising. Red Dead. I, I know, yep. yep. Red Dead 2. I don't
0: Out. know what to make of that game. I mean, I, I, I'm excited, because yep. I play every Rockstar game, because they... They do interesting things, even in games that don't click for me, like GTA five or things yeah. like that. But uh, I mean, it, what, what game are we gonna get? Are we gonna get the the last two hours of Red Dead Redemption two right. turned into a game, or or like you know, or the are moment in Mexico GTA
3: online? Right. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know, I,
3: and I think that each of those has the potential to be good, you know, but. We will see. I don't. I don't know. Uh, small one. Here's one small one that I actually really loved from E3 that I don't think I wrote about or really talked about much. Is a game called Laser League. It's by Roll Seven, oh, yeah. the developers of Ali Ali and um, uh, Not a Hero or something like that. Uh, I forget what that the other game is called. Um, but it's a it's it's a really cool multiplayer thing that it's hard to even explain. Just go look up go look up uh, trailers for it because it's it is like a, a You know couch competitive type type thing i mean it might have online um like a future sport with with it's like a little bit of a it's like a it's like a competitive team-based bullet hell game in some way there aren't it's not bullets it's lasers it's like hard laser things grids (laughs) but it's really fucking cool uh it takes a little while to wrap your head around but once you do it, it was a blast so
0: I want to know how uh, Sony justifies making a, a 25 to 30 hour God of War game.
3: <laughs> Wait, is that really how long that game's supposed they to ask, be?
0: They said that's what the, play, oh. the playtests for new players are coming in at 25 oh to 30 hours. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm good. You're just going to slaughter an entire Pantheon in one go.
3: Just one? <laughs> just one Pantheon?
1: You mean that you're gonna chain them together because like the sick Norse combo? Gods
2: and the Greek gods here. Yeah, yeah no, right?
0: yeah. we will start bringing in other religions. Just
2: like hey, where <laughs> you want to go?
0: Crazy. choose your own religion?
3: Egyptian Who you want to go gods. slaughter?
2: Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Rob, did you know they're making an anno eighteen hundred? I did. Next year, I didn't know that. That means we're zeroing in on on the whatever the the like. Because I don't know if to, I don't know other people know this that the anno games all of the years add up to the number nine. So yeah. it's like anno 1701 adds as 1 plus 7 plus 0 plus 1 is 9 and this is anno 1800 so it's it's anno 1800 and 1 plus 8 is 9 i'm so i'm so desperate to get the anno 2007 and i it's all i want and so every time we get a new anno game we get one step closer to them doing anno 2007 like at the height of the financial crisis or like leading into the financial crisis it's all i fucking want because it would just be such a good it's like such a we don't get anything set in from like 1990 to 2010 and it would be so cool to get that so i hope i hope 1800 is good and then they just start immediately making 2007
1: uh it just goes full full on like brutal satire oh 100 percent like mid 2000s like
3: 2000s startup culture the bailouts oh uh, sweet the investment bankers are starting to move into my city yes occupy wall street like seriously it would be so good Ugh.
1: Anyway. Also, twenty eighteen is gonna be the year of like an explosion of ports for the Switch. Oh, that's a good point. That is yeah. going to be like Switch like, too really convenient for like a really convenient format for a whole bunch of like different game types. Yeah, uh, which I'm pretty excited about
3: god all right i think that might do it for us i think otherwise we're just gonna sit here staring at this wikipedia list of new games (laughs) for the next three hours all right everybody uh thank you so much for for listening to us uh over the course of the last week you've had a blast doing these holiday uh editions of waypoint radio um i'm not gonna do our all of our big outro stuff and instead i just want to say i hope everyone's had uh you know I hope everyone's had a, a fairly good year considering how bad everything has been. And if we've been able to offer even a little bit of joy or distraction or, or enlightenment, even here or there this year, that has been, uh, I'm incredibly proud of being able to, to, to offer that. And, uh, to everyone else on this call and to the rest of the team that <clears throat> I'm not getting, I'm choking. I'm not getting oh, choked no. up. No. <coughs> Sorry.
2: Oh, no, I didn't get more water. I said I was going to get more water.
3: Uh, to everybody who is on this call and to everybody who's helped make Waypoint what it is this year, like, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for, for helping us get through our first full year of, of being a website on the internet. It can be hard out there. Um, and we've learned so much and we have just enjoyed so much making the, the stuff that we've made and interacting with all of you out there. So as always, if you have questions going into the new year, you can send them to gaming at com. As always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Uh, uh, as always you can find us at waypoint.vice.com and if you haven't seen any of our year end stuff go check it out there have been podcasts, videos, tons of articles, original art uh, and everyone's worked really hard to make that happen so thank you again to everyone on this call and everyone not on this call who helped make that happen we will see you in the new year where it will be 2018 and we'll get to start wondering immediately if we're going to escalate if if it's going to escalate over the original or whatever elevate the original of <laughs> whatever this fucking year has been so, i don't know if that's a good thing i me either <laughs> and not i really at hope all.
1: 2018 can elevate the material of 2017 oh. Fuck. Uh.
3: god all right everybody uh i think it's gonna do it for us for now good danielle what do we- oh
2: yeah Okay. Go ahead. 2018 let's just make this a yeah. prayer for 2018 2018 please be good and be good at it peace